0: Well, it's Tuesday, so you know what that means. It's time for If You Smell What The Arch Is Cooking. I am back once again, your host, Archie Mitchell, here on the We Can't Wrestle podcast and WrestleNet Radio Networks. And I want to once again welcome back my co-host from last week because he did such a fantastic job, Mr. Mark Brew. Welcome back to If You Smell What The Arch Is Cooking
1: pleasure being back, Archie. You know, it's always a pleasure getting to talk wrestling with you.
0: Same here, same here. Mark and I do this on a daily basis. It doesn't have to be recorded (laughs) in order for me and I to talk about wrestling.
1: We we should probably record half of it.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Although for the other half, we might get thrown off the air. Uh, Oh,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) The Frosty Beverage is back, ladies and gentlemen. So when you are ready at home, And Mark, you as well, crack open your frosty beverage and enjoy yourself this evening as we spew our hate, our love, and our venom towards professional wrestling. Uh, Mark, but we're going to be doing it a little bit differently tonight. We are not talking about WWE Raw or SmackDown. We're not talking about NXT, Rampage, or Dynamite. We are talking about the the AEW Full Gear pay-per-view that just happened this past Saturday night. Correct, And I watched it as soon as Mark and I went off the air recording, if you smell what the arch is cooking, last week. Mark watched it over the last couple of days.
1: In segments.
0: (laughs) In segments, which is fine, because you know what? That pay-per-view had so many long matches, which is a good thing, that you had to watch it in 30-minute or hour intervals. You couldn't watch it all at once. Correct. You know, so... Uh, starting off tonight, and this was on the buy-in, uh, was a women's tag team match between Shida and Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter. Now, this was uh, a preview of the next round of the TBS title tournament because is going to be taking on uh, Nyla Rose and Thunder Rosa will be taking on Jamie Hayter. All four, four women put on their absolute best here. It was a good match.
1: Uh, actually, I didn't watch the buy-in. I watched okay. everything but the buy-in. It's okay. It's okay. I, I'm assuming, I mean, th- given the talent that's in there, that it was great. I mean...
0: <laughs> Nyla Rose, at times, can be a little uh, scary to watch because she almost kills people in the ring. Um,
1: but She's AEW's Nia Jax.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, in this match, I don't know if these other three women kind of kept her at a good pace or what. Whatever case, they all had a great flow. It was an incredible matchup. And Sheeta and Dunderosa took the win. So that's giving them the momentum in the tournament, which is kind of leading me to believe that one of them is not going to make it past this next round in the TBS title tournament.
1: Um, Yeah, or at some point down the road, you possibly could see them form an alliance or something. Right. Right. I mean,
0: but whatever the case may be, I, like I said, I'm not always the biggest Nyla Rose fan, but she was fantastic in this match, and all the rest of the women did a great job. Now on to the pay-per-view itself, where no match was less than 20 minutes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there, was, there was not a like a 10- or 15-minute matchup in this card. There was nothing where you could say, well, I'll go to the bathroom, and if I come back and I miss... No. If you went to the bathroom, you came back, the match was still on. And that's not about right. it. That is not it.
1: As long as it was in like the first twenty minute time times, right? But you were good to go.
0: You were good. So we have MJF taking on Darby Allen. Um, these two traded every single pin in the book, every attempt possible. They had every uh, uh, reversal for each other. They knew each other so well. And if this is what the future of AEW has to offer, then the future looks bright to me, Mark.
1: Uh, I agree. That match was phenomenal. Um, on on both men's parts, they were they gave it their all. They left everything in that ring that night. Uh, there was a couple spots in there that you were just like, holy hell, is this thing ever going to end? And right. then there's, there's some spots when you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> what's going to happen next because, right. I mean, it, it was just between Darby's tenacity in that match because I'm going to tell you right now, that kid, that kid stood his own with MJF. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. And that that's saying something. I mean, MJF, he, he's a great worker in my opinion. He is to AEW, in my opinion, what Roman Reigns is to WWE, but we're not talking about WWE tonight. so. (laughs) No, I agree with that.
0: He gets the fans involved in everything he's doing.
1: And you just want to reach up there and slap him upside his damn head.
0: Right. Uh, Like you said, there were a couple of moments where you were like, is this ever going to end? And then there were a couple moments where, please don't let it end. I want more. And the fans (laughs) were feeling it. Because the fans started a Fight Forever chant at the 22-minute mark of this matchup. We're cheering the whole way for both guys. It wasn't like they were just cheering for Darby. MJF got got his his cheer in. And I'll be honest with you. MJF getting the victory was perfect here. because You expect that from him, one. But two, it them more go on if, if they want to have another match. It's right there. You didn't beat me cleanly.
1: Right. Then that's what I think that controversial victory is what really left that door open because now it's going to be, they're going to come up with some kind of gimmick match to, you know, the next time that these guys go up against each other, just to make it that much better.
0: I, I wouldn't be surprised because of Darby Allen, if they didn't make it a casket match or something crazy, because that kid is always trying to do something to top himself the next time, every time he goes out there. So, you know, and it's either going to be that or something that has to do with high elevation.
1: Right. He's he's a uh, imagine a scaffold match.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but uh, I,
0: I almost cringe a little bit from that because <laughs> I know he'd hit the he'd hit the mat and bounce. You know what
1: I mean? Right. But uh Darby Allen, tremendous talent, MJF, one of the top heels in the business today. Definitely. 100%. Uh,
0: next matchup on the card, we have the Lucha Brothers, who had another amazing entrance for an AEW pay-per-view, taking on FTR with their throwback entrance, because that, that to me sounds like the Midnight Express's theme. You know what I mean? Indeed, and it, and did, it did have,
1: have that feel. Yeah, so
0: uh, the only thing I'm not liking is the a- the AAA Mexican titles around their waist. They don't look natural because <laughs> they're so weirdly shaped. You know what I mean? But they're making that work however they can. Uh, this was a great but tag I'm- team match
1: they are identifiable ahead. by the shape you know you know right uh, exactly that, that's, that's not mainstream wwe AEW, none of right. that 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 is unique and that that's aaa
0: oh i agree i agree 100% uh this was a great tag team match it was tag team wrestling personified between both teams uh both teams went back and forth without getting the advantage it would always seemed like one one move would get off, and then they, the next team would be right back into it, into the swing of things. Uh, it was another twenty minute class, and uh, I got to be honest, I'm happy and Penta went over because FTR should be chasing the title a little longer because they've got stuff going on with Cody and Pac and Andrade and things. So it's like they really have no time to concentrate on being the champions,
1: right? And like I felt it was a good match too. There were certain things that I disliked about it, like certain parts. You could tell, you know, they they were planned spots, but it's like, I guess, because being inside the business, you look at you look at things, you know from from that standpoint, and and so right, right, maybe sell a little more to the crowd in those planned spots. Right. I, I get what
0: you mean. You mentioned earlier that it looked like Penta was waiting for Dax to come off the top rope at one point, or, you know, they were just standing there a little too long.
1: Um, I agree what with it you there. Was, it, what it was you know. is they had a pin. It was Dax and Phoenix, and there was a pin attempt. And at this point, Penta is on the other side of them. And then he like walks over and then just waits for cash to come. Try, like it was it was right. anticipated. And right, I mean, other other than certain little things like that that I noticed about it. The other than that, the match was great. Well,
0: look, us as as having a a wrestling podcast and you being involved in the business, like you said, we're gonna notice little things like that. We've been watching too long not to notice little things like that. You know what I mean? And we're not here to criticize in the way of to shit on it. We're saying they could, the next time these two teams meet, tighten up a little more. That's all.
1: Right. Like, perfect your craft just that much more. I mean, they're already great at what they do, but there's always going to be room for improvement. And if you're a wrestler in this industry and you're not constantly trying to improve, then you're in the wrong industry. I agree. I agree 100%. Uh, Next up, we
0: have Miro versus Brian Danielson, and <laughs> Jesus, this was hard hitting. This this was hard hitting. They they, I mean, Miro proved he can take a chop, a kick, a, a, a move, a finisher, and get right back up and just walk it off.
1: That he did. <laughs> you know. He. he... Took everything Brian Danielson had. The, my only problem with this whole entire match is the guillotine ending. <laughs> I know he switches up. The I was about to say. But come on,
0: man. No, no, I do too. That's. The the ending was a little scary, a little dangerous, because it looked like he landed on his head the wrong way, and then Daniel Bryan just puts him in that guillotine. So we don't know, did Miro submit, or did the referee go, oh, shit, he might be hurt. I'm just going to end it, and let's move on. (laughs) It was a little scary, but what I will say is this. Daniel Bryan has proved that he could get in the ring with anybody and have a different match every time. We talked about this on on the last show he has yet to have the same match twice with anybody right, but the, the nine guys he's wrestled it's been a
1: that you can see you could see that though back when he was in ring of honor before he was pre wwe right. i mean the the kid's always right. been talented and and he's just he's at that oh, point yeah. where where he can work anybody and get something great out of him
0: Oh, definitely. And that's not, that's not this and Miro. Miro has good matches in it. He knows how to fight. He's out of the shout. But something about this match brought out the best in him, and I kind of thought a couple times they were going to let him go over. Yeah. You know what I mean? There were a couple moments where it looked like, okay, he's going to win, and I guess if they're going with Pitt, which we still didn't know who was going to be the champion at this time, then he's the next in line. But... Brian, as the number one contender, I told you this on, on Saturday, I'm okay with it because they brought him in to challenge for the title. You know what right. I mean? He's, he's a big name. He's a big draw. So
1: it only makes sense. Well, I mean, if you want top-tier talent, then that's the moves you make is get people like Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan and CM, CM Punk, even though he's, you know, been out of the ring for seven years was it but i mean right you, you want to stack your company with talent of that caliber if you're actually looking to put on entertaining wrestling shows i i agree uh
0: that's not like about punk and brian coming in yes brian fought kenny omega to a 30-minute draw in a non-title match and then still work to get his title shot now by going through this tournament. Punk has yet to even mention Kenny Omega's name, you know. So they're not just, <laughs> oh, here's Punk and Brian Danielson. They're going to be the number one contenders. No, we're making them work their way up like we would anybody on this roster. So right, it's it's helping. Their, their initial argument was matches matter. You know, the more you win, the better your record. The more you're going to get a shot. So it's actually they're really putting that to work here. And I'm okay with that. I like it, you know.
1: Yeah, and I like the fact that Um, they actually keep track of the win-loss records, too, because that's something WWE doesn't do as far as, like, when when they make their entrance. It says, you know, this year they won so many matches and lost so many matches. Right. I mean, that, that gives it more of that big fight feel.
0: Oh, definitely. Definitely. I agree with you on that one. It helps. It also helps a a casual fan go, "Oh, he's won eight matches in a row. That's why he's in this match." As opposed to somebody going, "Well, who the hell is this guy? Does he deserve a title job?"
1: Right, yeah. and somebody who Uh-oh. may not be able to see it all uh, every week. You know, they have work going right. on or s- such and such, and was wasn't able to make it to the to the TV right. to see it.
0: Right. Uh, Some of them, I feel, might be a little, uh, uh, they go a little overboard. Like, for instance, they mentioned during the Ty Conte-Britt Baker match, Ty's won her last 27 out of 28 matches. And all I keep thinking is, I've only seen her on television four times in the last four months. Right. So is this (laughs) on dark and elevation? Or where is she winning these matches at? Because if you do the math, even at three shows a week... That still doesn't break out the 28 matches. uh, (laughs) I'm not sure if some of it is a little, you know, fabricated, but whatever the case, it isn't with Brandon O'Brien and and Kenny Omega. You actually see when they're fighting, you know? Right. So uh, next was the six-man Falls Count Anywhere match. Um, If anyone tells you Jurassic Express is a comedy act, show them this match because... All men showed a brutal side in their move set. The Bucks with yes, those thumbtacks is. in the mouth, of Jungle Boy was sickening. I hate that spot. I'm always afraid somebody to swallow a thumbtack for no reason. You
1: know. Yeah, that would. Suck. Uh,
0: Adam Cole with the Panerai, Panama summarize off the set, and Luchasaurus with that shooting star
1: press. <laughs> that was epic.
0: Can you imagine Kane doing something because like, they're the same, almost the same build? Kane doing a shooting star press. It
1: would have, it would have got that same reaction out of Jungle Boy as a kid when he's sitting what? there watching it. <laughs> you but
0: know, did you see, oh my god, he, he even freaked out. It was,
1: he was like, was, "What the hell was, did I just watch?"
0: Why? <laughs> he didn't tell me he was going to do that. <laughs> no, yeah, it,
1: was, that, it was a really was,
0: fun six-man tag on all accounts.
1: Uh yeah. The uh the Bucks and Cole definitely brought their A A game. Um <laughs> Christian, he looked he looked well as far as you know, he's a ring vet. He's gonna look good and he knows right. how to work with all different sorts of people. So right. whether they be green or or in the middle of the road of perfecting their craft and anything. Right. But he I haven't seen really anything bad out of him so far anyways.
0: I think what Christian is doing right now with his, his level of work is giving Vince McMahon the middle finger
1: because yeah, he's
0: basically telling you, you didn't let me wrestle.
1: You right, had to retire. Hence the outwork everyone, you know.
0: Right. You know, I, I can still go, whether he's 50 or 50 or whatever. Why do I have to sit on the sidelines? You're not even letting me be a producer. You're just telling me, go home and sit there. Right. I mean, we need you and bring you back. You know, it's ridiculous. So... Uh, I was I, the one thing I loved about this match, and look, Jungle Boy did a,
1: a phenomenal amount of work in this match. I, hold but, on, I'm going to predict exactly what you're fixing to say. What? The concerto. <laughs> well,
0: that was I, I enjoyed that, but just seeing him go over was, yeah. was great. I mean, him and letting him get the pin and letting him be the one to end the match. That kid has been working his ass off since the first show. Just like MJF, just
1: like Darby, you know. I remember a spot, um, what was it, All uh, All Out or Double or Nothing or something like that where they had the Casino uh, Battle Royal. Mm -hmm. And he went around that ring post (laughs) and all the way back. That I was like, whoa, that kid's yeah. got mad skills. Yep. Yep. The
0: the first or second episode of, of AEW, I'm watching it. And he comes out to the ring and they announce him the jungle boy Jack Perry. I was looking at the ring, who is this guy? He looks so familiar. I'm like, that's so I want to blow her mind, obviously. And I looked at her and went, That's Dylan McKay's son. She went, What? I'm like, that's Luke Perry's son. It's like no, it's not. He didn't have a son. I'm like, really? Like you, that you know? I'm like, oh my god, he looks just like his father. I'm like, yes, he does, but he's the things his dad never did.
1: You know? Right, definitely. So, Instead of being so, in Beverly Hills, <laughs> he's out right. here in the in the stadiums. He's eating <laughs> thumbtacks fans. with a food in his face. Oh, that was ugly. It was. It was. But I, I mean, he. They, it came off well on television, but I just I cringed. The yeah. only uh, the only complaint I have about that match is the super kick was definitely overused. Oh, well, always. Every every Young
0: Bucks match, they, everybody does a super kick, even a guy who doesn't do it. He's
1: <laughs> right, even their opponent. Even, yeah. their opponent. even well, yeah, their opponent will hit a super kick. I'm you like, know, Jesus. I mean,
0: Christian's never hit a super kick in his life. I'm sure if they would have told him to do one, he would have done one.
1: Right, he would have been hbk in it.
0: <laughs> yeah. the My only complaint was the, the dumb tack knee pads. They put them on, and then nobody connected with one. And I know they were doing it through to obviously protect Luchasaurus, but you're gonna go through the you're gonna go through that pain in the ass of putting on a new knee pad and all that, and then nobody connected with it. You know, like right. You know, nobody nobody got the right knee in. So, but whatever. Yeah,
1: I mean, I understand it's a work too, but yeah, that form of realism there would have been like that shocking right. factor.
0: Look, Luchasaurus walked away like this. Oh, damn, he must have got hit with a thumbtack in the throat or something. Next thing you know, they show the replay, nobody landed. I'm like, why? <laughs> and then, then the next thing I know, he does that shooting star press. I'm like, fuck, what's going on?
1: <laughs> well, if you remember, uh, I think it was last week when Hardy, uh, Hardy hit old boy with the brass knuckles or whatever it was. <laughs> And then he dropped the elbow, and it never connected.
0: Yeah, everybody's making a fuss out of that. And I'm like, but that's Matt Hardy. He doesn't connect with 80% of his moves. You know what I mean? You can tell when he's,
1: you know. (laughs) Yeah, but literally, that was like two and a half feet from the guys. You could could obviously (laughs) see that.
0: (laughs) Up next, we have a tag team match, which was met with mixed reviews by the crowd, because it was Cody and Pac taking on Malachi Black and Andrade, the crowd cannot stand Cody at this this point. No. They're booing for the sake of booing.
1: And I think the only reason there was a little bit of cheer was the fact that Pop is the one that got the victory.
0: Right, right. Every Cody set up to do though, he was getting booed. If he was doing something as simple as hi, they were booing. You know, <laughs> and and I forgot. I think it was it might have been Tony Khan recently in an interview who said. Well, Cody getting booed is just like John Cena getting booed, so we're okay with it because look at how big John Cena has become. <clears throat> and I thought about it. At first, I was like, okay, that's a decent explanation. But Cody is not John Cena.
1: You no, know I mean? and, and, but, I mean, in the sense of you can't see me, a lot of people probably are wishing that that was the case.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. When when Cody got injured by, by Brody Lee, God rest his soul, He only went away for three weeks, and the three weeks he was gone, they replayed the Go Big or Go Home show commercial every episode of Dynamite. (laughs) Well, like, well, Cody's not injured. He's off doing TV. When he got injured by Malachi Black, again, he was only gone for a couple of weeks, and again, they played the new version of the Go Big or Go. It's like, dude, you're showing me why he's not here. You know what I mean? So it's unbelievable to think he's even injured now. He's just going to make TV shows. But then when he does come back, he's squashing his opponent.
1: So, you know... I, I don't like him constantly going over, and I think, yeah. too, that th- this match had the potential for that actual heel turn to make the people just want to, you know, they already want to hate him. They already hate him. They're booing. Right. Let him boo for the but, right
0: reason, at least. But,
1: right. Like, give him that reason, because Pac was out there to do the quote-unquote right thing and, right. and all that. You know, have him turn on Pac right there. Boom. Right. Let him work with Andrade and Black, or you know what I'm saying? Have hit. I mean, it it would only make sense. And I don't get off topic.
0: But the biggest missed opportunity they made, in my opinion, they were trying to make the pinnacle into the Four Horsemen. Right. That should have been Cody instead of MJF in the lead role, in my opinion. MJF doesn't need a crew with him. He doesn't need a group. He talks to. He does it all by himself.
1: And he can, yeah, because he can, he can make you hate him in three right. sentences in his promo.
0: Right. So if it would have been Cody, and then FTR, and I don't know who else, they could have found a fourth man. Let Cody drop Arn to go with Tully. It would have been
1: perfect. And now yeah, you and have the, that, you know, then you have the heat with the managers and whoever Arn right. picked up. Boom, right. that's the instant storyline.
0: Right. So that would have been the perfect storyline to turn Cody in. Now if you do turn him, though, it kind of it looks forced because, well, we had to turn him because you couldn't stand him anyway.
1: Right. So now they're going to be
0: booing him because, well, you did what we wanted. you know
1: <laughs> But they had the makings of everything right there, it right is. there it at is. this pay-per-view, and, and they let it slip right through can their you imagine,
0: Can you imagine the promo from Pac on, on Wednesday night? This is why I don't trust people. This is why I'm an angry <laughs> bastard. Because, this right. is
1: what you know? because when I try to do the right thing, I get screwed over. Right. So, and now I'm coming after you, Cody. I was trying to help you, but now your ass is right. mine.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> so the story here unfolded more and more with the
0: announcers pushing that Pac and Cody didn't get along. Uh, Black and Andrade were sinister and deadly with their attack, I have to say. That kick, that pump kick from on, from Black it's devastating.
1: Yes. Uh, only problem I seen in their performance was uh, when Andrade about fucked up that spot where he flipped over the, <laughs> over the road.
0: <laughs> and it's it's which it really wasn't his fault. There was just so much going on. It's like, oops, it's going to happen. You know.
1: Yeah, uh, and I mean, at the, in that sense too, though, maybe they just need to keep it simple sometimes. Sometimes yes, I agree. Sometimes I agree. less is more.
0: It is. And when you got when
1: you got four
0: elements in the ring, like these four guys, one's a high flyer, one's a technician, one's an assassin, and then Andrade being what he is, you know, that that massive ego, you're right. Simple might have been more better. Uh-huh. Um, the the storyline of Pac and Cody again continued to come forward by Pac's force tag, but it worked because I thought they were going to end the match on that. You know, Cody had him in the figure four. He did the 450. That was a great end. That would have been a great ending right there if they really wanted
1: to. And then they were clicking, and then they could have become a unit, and then maybe people would have not hated Cody so much because, hey, he's with Pac. He's all right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then, they of course, they ran into each other,
0: um, which was uh, obviously a mistake because Cody came in to help Pac later on. It wasn't like he held any ill will. Uh, I have to say, I enjoyed seeing the Black Arrow being used again as a finisher. Oh, yeah, I haven't exactly. seen him hit that move in a long time. You know, that, that that move is still amazing to see that guy hit. I don't care if he, the size he is, or bigger or small. he makes those two transitions look effortless. Right. You know. So, the thing I didn't like about this match, the ending of the match beatdown, where... Cash Wilder ran in. do so what the fuck
1: is he there for? <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: Why? Can't we, all right, then he they won. Let Black and Andrade go back. We'll start up again Wednesday. He came in. He threw a punch. And the referee's like, "No, you get out of here." And he's like, "Okay." And he walked away. I'm like, "Wait a minute. Are you getting yelled at by your dad?" <laughs> like, no, you <laughs> shouldn't be here. Get out of here. Okay, I'm going. I'm going. You know.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, then they kept pushing the, they tried to make it make sense to the commentary and was like, uh, well, he he was sold, his services for the uh, FTR was sold to Dry Day for the two weeks or whatever. I mean, they're grasping at straws there, like, just do shit that is in the realm of things that's going to make sense, that people don't have to, I mean, if they're already watching your product, they they know what the hell's going on.
0: What, what I don't understand, though, is, okay, you're sold to Andrade for two weeks. Shouldn't you have come out during the match and tried to help right. him win
1: and not, you know. Shouldn't you have like, been in this the corner the match? With,
0: what's,
1: what's his guy's name, uh, Jose or whatever? Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean I mean I mean you should have been over there kicking it with him the whole match trying to get Undrade and Black in instead of them you just rush from the back at the end of the fucking match after everything's over. He rushed.
0: He rushed, he hit the ring, he hit Pac a few times, he hit Cody a few times, referee throws him out, and then you see old man Tully just running down the referee. I didn't even know we were coming out here. What's going on? You know
1: what? I mean? uh, that, uh, that oh, shit was, they just told me to uh, get my ass out here.
0: Yeah. Jack you know, Hartwood right. even be He didn't even come out. He was like I'm not right. needed. They didn't want me out there. <laughs> so, we move on to Britt Baker versus Ty Conte for the AEW Women's Title. Women's Title, yes. Uh Ty Conte looked great in her face makeup. Her entrance was fantastic. And Britt Baker's entrance. I didn't know that was the Fozzie's lead guitarist, but he played well. He was better than Rick Boogs.
1: (laughs) That's that's questionable, but (laughs) I'll let you you have that one. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, this was, was, It, it told a really good story. You know. Out of everything I watched on this entire pay-per-view, I'm going to say that this was the weakest match, in my opinion. Uh, That's I, just my opinion. I mean, I know I know you're cuckoo for Britt Baker's cocoa for us as well.
0: I like Ty <laughs> as well. and, and Yes. I, 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 Thunder Rosa and Sheena and a lot of the AEW women, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like It's not my fault. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I mean, it, it was decent. It wasn't at the point where, oh my god, this is so fucking bad that I want to fucking not watch it. Right. But I mean, it it was. It wasn't Nia Jack Charlotte Flair on Raw a couple of weeks ago. Bad.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> you um, know <laughs> what I liked about it? What what I really got out of it was this story. The story they were telling was is that Ty they can't win the big one. She's tried three times already to win the title, and
1: always ends up coming up short. Well, I I liked her entrance. Her in ring work seemed like it was a little green. So, like you said, good. like you said, so uh, it might be some fabrication there on that win loss record. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, even if it's not, I haven't seen anything that spectacularly wows me from her a couple of her her finishing moves
0: Uh, that yeah that that
1: and as far as stuff that's going to keep you safe and and give you longevity Mm -hmm. in this business that's probably not the safest route to go but right
0: exactly she's she's a jiu-jitsu star so i think maybe she should rely more on a kick or some kind of you know submission move she does that move where it's like the gory special into a rolling knee, and I always, I'm always i waiting for her to actually break her own knee because of the way she's got to spin around to hit it. Right. And I get it. Everybody wants to be innovative and be the next move creator, but not everybody's going to be the Ultimo Dragon or Eddie Guerrero or Dean Malenko that they're going to pull out a new move. Every oh, my
1: day. God. We're going to get to this in a minute if you bring this up, but... Why so many Eddie Guerrero references? Okay, yes.
0: I, look, I loved Eddie. I'm sure you did as well.
1: Yes, indeed. And when
0: it was taken from us, it was a very hard day. And, yes, it was the anniversary of Eddie Guerrero going away the next day. But you didn't but, need four to five tributes on your entire everybody show. Everybody, oh, right. everybody made tribute. I agree. FTR made a joke of it. The Lucha Bros did it the right way. Uh, uh, you know, Ty Conte did it. Did the shake, right. and then in our next match, when we get into our next match, even Punk did it. Jericho did it. It's like I get it. You all had a, you all had Eddie in your life, and you were all touched by him. But right, Charles straws
1: or something. Who gets to do it in the or just do it at the beginning of the show? Do a, an Eddie Guerrero tribute, and that's the end of right. it. You know what I mean? I mean. I didn't get why so many people wanted to. I mean, I get why they wanted to do it because Eddie was great. Eddie had Eddie right. had a great in ring style. He he could make you just be into anything that he done, even Dominic and Ray, right? Right. <laughs> but I mean, it's like I don't feel like there was a need for that many. No, I agree. People I pay agree. tribute. I was going to mention that slightly T-Max. too.
0: Uh, it just it got overdone. Like I don't want to say I don't want to say it in a bad way, but I guess it has to be said like this so that it gets the point across. After the third time I saw it done, it kind of seemed like we're doing this to get the crowd to go. Oh, they love Eddie. I love Eddie too. You know what I mean?
1: Right. So so you know were cool. <laughs>
0: Right, everybody's cool, you know, like I, that's where I got, at the third time, when when Pung did it in the next match, that's where I got a point of, like, really, like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna pull gonna this from Eddie
1: every match,
0: <laughs> right, and then Jericho did it, and then I noticed Jericho doing it, and then when, at the end of the match, he looked up, and he went, I love you, Eddie, and then he looked back at the camera, and then he noticed the camera wasn't on him, so he looked up again, and he went, I love you, Eddie, so the camera would be right on him.
1: Right. That should have been okay. like you know like that would have made the most sense out of everybody for mm-hmm. him to do it because you know but he actually the worked it. Spent
0: the most time with him.
1: Right. Right. But in any case, we'll
0: more to that in a second. Britt Baker gets to win after some help from Rebel and uh um Jamie Hader. Um and again Ty Conte cannot seem to win the Big one, but I'm okay with Britt keeping the title because, in my opinion, she's the face of the, the women's title division. You know, they, they got a new they, belt coming they, out, so they're going to crown a new champion with somebody else.
1: Right, know. she's definitely the upper echelon of the women' talent. Yeah right. that, that that's a that's right. definitely a valid statement. Now, Mark, can you say the word war? War.
0: <laughs> I knew that you could because that's exactly what our next is.
1: It's but Eddie Kingston say versus CM Punk. Did I not say it that's was going opening to back be a fight. fist? <laughs> Punk look. Like- What's that? I said. Did I not say it was going to be a fight? Oh,
0: definitely. That opening back fist made CM Punk look weak for the first time.
1: Yes, you did. You did, and that and that and I'm gonna say this right now: he hit him at with that, point, that, that opening back fist, and Punk looked like knocked out. At at that point, you thought Eddie Kingston would go over, and that everybody did, and they did that that mm-hmm. part that whole section right there. They did that just right.
0: Yes, they did. Yes, I did. Boom,
1: Eddie hits him with that back fist and he goes down, and you're like, Oh fuck, punk screwed the whole rest of this match.
0: All I kept thinking is is wow, it's his UFC career all over again. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like he got knocked out in one shot. And if this would have been a fight fight like by count like a count out where he would have counted his ass out because he was down for like 10 seconds
1: oh yeah definitely you know uh, it's,
0: it's,
1: it's,
0: the, the crimson mask on Punk and those crazy eyes sold perfectly um, The um, the the fans booing kind of blew my mind
1: I didn't expect the fans well, to be booing him this quickly it's I mean, everybody kind of already sees. Okay, I, I, and I'm, I'm put it like this: the whole time I'm rooting for Eddie Kingston. The whole time I'm, I'm rooting for Eddie Kingston. That's who I want to see. I was
0: that before that. I was rooting for both of them.
1: Right. Like I didn't, I didn't want to see Punk win because that was like the oh my god, Punk's in this match. This is what the hell they're gonna do. I wanted to see Kingston win just because. I mean he's he's a tough motherfucker. There's no other way to put it. He's a oh, yeah. tough motherfucker. I mean that guy oh, yeah. The AEW's I, already built him up to be, you know, this badass. So you wanna see that badass just come in there and wreck shit. Oh well, definitely, definitely. Uh I like you said, I thought he was
0: gonna get the win. I saw it in his eyes the way he was fighting, and every time it looked like Punk won a Kingston was just bringing him back down for the fight. He wasn't letting him get yeah. anywhere near a wrestling match. So,
1: one, the one part oh, of this whole man, match Punk that, that I, I dislike the whole the whole thing out that mm-hmm. whole match that I dislike is when. They were up there in the corner on top, and Kingston's throwing that flurry of punches. Bomb, 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 bomb. And then he just lays. Like, I understand you're exhausted, okay? But don't just lay down on the dude. Like, try to do something else in a last-second desperation or something. (laughs)
0: they both looked like they were taking a nice nap on each other, yes, it looked like
1: (laughs) (laughs) they are definitely you can tell that they're they're old school (laughs) like they've been in the business for a while because they don't have as much wind as them younger guys
0: oh yeah so the the thing Punk going over, okay I think Kingston should have went over, but I think what we when Punk gave him his hand, I think Kingston should have shook it, and then we continue this feud. You know what I mean? Obviously, there's going to be more to this, but Kingston but, not shaking his hand leaves Eddie as the heel, in my opinion, even though Punk yeah, got booed out, out of the arena at one point right, in the match.
1: Right, but booing... But, you know... You know, despite the booing and all that, him not shaking his hand that leaves it open for okay. Well, I haven't earned your respect yet, or I still don't respect you, motherfucker. It's still on. True. So I- I'm true, interested true. to see where where are all the build that because I uh, don't we go show to the match.
0: Well, but, definitely. I hope it does because I look. When he had his match with with Brian Danielson, I was like, okay, I want to see Kingston versus Brian too, and we didn't get that right away. We got we went to Punk and, and Kingston, which is fine. I right. was good with that, but if we're, I think this is a feud that needs to continue.
1: Right, and as far as the size you know. difference goes, there to me, Brian's smaller. Which I mean, Punk's smaller than Kingston, but it's it's more of a believable thing, as far as. Oh, you definitely. Know, and the realm of things that make sense that CM Punk be the one to go against them because Punk's known for fighting, quote unquote, the best in the world. Right. Right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we go to um, the Inner Circle versus American Top Team, and uh, I really <laughs> didn't enjoy this match. I thought it was slow and bocce, um, but it was placed right on the card because. Every match before this match was 20 to 30 minutes long. So you kind of wanted to bring the crowd down a little and let them just take this match but not be cheering the whole thing. You know what I
1: mean? Right. And let Um, everything simmer and and still be entertained.
0: Right. Exactly. Because they still got one more match to go after this. You know, so... um, I, 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 like I said, I didn't like the match. I thought it was well, it was well wrestled. I mean, you mentioned it earlier to me,
1: and you were right. Right. The, this was not meant I to mean, be I didn't, a five
0: star classic of any by any.
1: Right. I didn't expect it to be a wrestling clinic, and I knew it was going to be what it was because you got these MMA guys, you know, that haven't had a bunch of wrestling matches. They've just been around guys in the industry, and they, you know, they they know stuff. But I mean their style of wrestling versus professional wrestling is completely different. Definitely. So
0: Jardos Santos don't surprise me when he caught Jericho off the top rope. I mean Jericho's not a small dude.
1: Right. Yeah, Jericho's definitely not a small dude. In, uh, while he's up here in age, he, yeah. he definitely looks like he needs to lay off a couple hot pockets or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely. Sammy Guevara was the star of the match, though. Uh, coming off the ladder and doing what he did, um, that that kid's got star written all over him. Um, the one, the one. I was one happy to have... him go over.
1: Yeah, me too. Um the one problem I had with anything more than anything in this match is when Jericho went to go do that line salt and he hung over that rope for so long until Dos Santos could hit him that was horrible. Right. That was the the right. worst spot of the whole entire <laughs> well, match.
0: That's what I'm saying. It, it was it, this was not like a perfectly planned out match. But right. uh what I am hoping is uh, and I'm sure I'm going to catch some heat for it because there are people who like him there. Uh, I'm hoping this means Dan Lambert is done with AEW and will not be on TV anymore. Because I didn't like Dan Lambert. I didn't like him in MLW. I don't like him.
1: I I don't understand why he's being used so much. I mean, he has a, a right. you know top tier MMA talent, but I mean, what's that really going to do for the wrestling business? They're not, I mean, yeah, they'll pop for a second when they realize who these MMA guys are, but I think there was a smarter move there. Maybe you could have got some old school wrestling, you know, veterans that's still around that could still work, you know. That's not, you know, 80, 90 years old. But instead, you bring in, right. you, well, you have Baron Von Roschke in, cl- in the crowd. and then, no sense.
0: Make no <laughs> sense. He does the claw. And, and people are on, and- online leaving. <laughs> People are online, Mark, saying Baron Von Raske looks so good for his age. He's looked like that his entire career,
1: right? Like, like, have you not? Do you not know enough about wrestling history to know that this guy looked like that when he debuted? <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah. one or two less wrinkles. And I mean, that's nothing against Baron Von rosky right. Baron Von Raske was a great heel. Oh well, no, nothing at all. <laughs> But I mean, he has legitimately looked like that (laughs) his entire career. So,
0: without a doubt, (laughs) we then go to Tony Schiavone. This was the only segment in this show. There were there were dozens of vignettes, you know, for thirty second minute in between matches to set you up for the next match. But this was. The only segment at all in the show that took a few minutes uh, and it wasn't an actual wrestling match. Tovani introduces us to AEW's newest signee, and that man is Jay Lee. And Lethal. I think this is a great signing, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Uh, call him Black Pachismo, call him the Black Nation Right, that's boy, what I was, was going to say. I, I'm I'm interested to see if they incorporate the Black Machismo and all that in, into his AEW gimmick, or if we're gonna get you more serious Well, he had the the music.
0: Behind him sounded like a, a remixed version of Pomp and Circumstances.
1: Yeah, he, he still had he so. still had Pomp and Circumstances in the background. But, uh, like, that, that makes you wonder, all right, are we going to get a more serious Jay Lethal now that he's in AEW, or, or are we going to get, you know, the same? Right. I mean, not saying anything's been wrong with the Jay Lethal that we've got, but... No. Is this time? Well, for a I, I'm change, hoping he's what? like
0: he was in Ring of Honor because in Ring of Honor he was very serious. Oh, he was incredible in Ring of Honor. As serious, you know, very serious, very wrestling oriented. And when he was in Ring of Honor, he pulled it off well too, which it looks like that's what they're kind of doing here because he immediately called out Sammy Guevara for a shot at the TNT title,
1: and Sammy Guevara said, "You're on."
0: Yep, and I'll be honest with you. After seeing the abuse Sammy took at all uh, full gear, I kind of was hoping a couple of weeks before they went to a match. Uh, Wednesday,
1: yeah, because uh, in the in kayfabe terms, I mean that shit's just way too soon. I mean, not saying he he. You know, got any injuries or anything? But hell, look, this man just topped Jeff Hardy, in my opinion, right? As far as how he came off that damn ladder onto that table, and you could see—I mean, it, it generally there wasn't a lot of selling in his reaction to that because you could tell, right, by the way he landed that—that that shit hurt.
0: <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. So uh come to our main event and Kenny Omega against Adam Page I liked it it was a little little too semi in a match but I still liked it and we got that classic good versus evil main event
1: mark right and and that's what made that match great because you got Omega that everybody hates right now and is so ready to see him not have that bell and not be that guy and then you have page who is cowboy shit <laughs> as they put it cowboy right. shit. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. let's now, just be honest. That was the best move of the whole thing was having Paige go over. Oh definitely.
0: Definitely. Uh I hate I know I might catch some heat for this And I'm not saying Kenny Omega is in that same caliber as Ric Flair, but this is a lot like when Ric Flair was feuding with Magnum TA in that uh, Rick trying to prove I'm a better, richer, finer man, and you're just a dumb redneck who you know what I mean, that you don't you you can't beat me because of who I am.
1: You know? Right. And and, I mean And that's what I liked about it, it. it. That's the way it came off. In the gist of it, yes, that, that that's exactly, that's the best storyline to compare it to, definitely. Right. But the, the, that was the thing that oh, impressed uh, me the most, uh, that they left you with that feel-good moment of Paige got it. And, and everybody's just on that high of yes. <laughs>
0: right. Now, the thing that confused the shit out of me, though... <laughs> was the Young Bucks not stopping him from delivering the buckshot and giving and, him a nod, like,
1: yeah, go ahead and do it. Right. And that that has me to lead to think we may see dissension in the elite. Well, see, that's what I was going to say. If you remember when
0: Don Callis forced the Young Bucks to turn heel... It was after Hangman left for that little bit, and the Bucks were just like, well, the hell with it. We have nobody else. We'll join Kenny, and we'll become the elite again, and we'll just be the bad guys. Maybe this was the Young Bucks' way of saying being the bad guys isn't paying off for us anymore. Let Adam have it, and we'll move on to something else without Kenny because they have Adam right. Cole now, and they can always transition from being with – Kenny Omega and leave Omega
1: with the Good Brothers and them and Adam Cole break off and do their own thing. Right. And then that could very possibly happen. The thing that I see happening right now is maybe Omega's going to take some time off because they're over here blowing up these news feeds and stuff about that Kenny Omega wasn't 100%, that he had a shoulder injury or whatever, and that You know, I'm thinking maybe it's time for him to do some R and R, which wouldn't hurt him and the company. And maybe if you bring him back, bring him back in the in a way that you could make him a face. Right. Well, maybe have him come back and help Hangman in some sort of way. Like that would be over. Or if not,
0: make him if not make him the mega heel that he's supposed to be, and get. Cody, the Bucks, Kenny, and all of them together as the Bullet Club, you know, as that the elite, and let them right. try to, you know, not take over the company, but so much, you know, we're all being booed. You, The fans hate us. You guys hate us because you feel we're putting ourselves over? Well, now we're going to show you what it's like when we really put ourselves over.
1: Right. You and know? Have all your uh, executive vice presidents and all that in one faction, and then you know, People, right. would, people would right. respect that a lot more than you have them all branched out doing something different, and you're still putting ah. these guys over, whether you realize it or not, except right. for Cody because he's not going to get over. Right. I mean, as far as – he, he, he will yeah. eventually. He will eventually. But they have to build him and set him up. The, I'm I'm tell you right now, the only way he's going to get over is as a heel. Like, because right. people are already booing him with that face shit that he's doing now, and it's the drizzling shits. Right. For right. lack of better words, it's the right. drizzling shits. Right. And if if they right. Right. sit, like, like I said tonight, they had the perfect opportunity to do that with Pac and it would it would have gave him so much heat, he he would have had to damn have security around him going out of the building.
0: I think the only way they could turn him heel now and get him the proper heat and do it with Pop uh, would be to uh, have him turn on Arn. You know what I mean? After everything yeah, Arn Anderson it. did uh, did for him, and now if he turned on him, it would it would work,
1: you know. Yeah, but that's that's kind of like the cheap heat, though that you, you know people don't want to see. Like that, like who wants to see what? him turn on Arne? Arne? Right. I mean, you know, I mean, and not saying you know Arne's just this frail old old guy, but I mean, you don't really want to see him turn on Arne. What you what you really want to see is is him turn on somebody else. That's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so
0: my opinion, uh, go ahead, go ahead.
1: You you don't want to see him turn on, you, you want to see him turn on somebody that's trying to, you you know, help him against these heels and shit. And then that would make more sense in the realm of everything.
0: You're right. You're right. So in my opinion, uh, full gear, uh, just like the last AEW, one of the best pay per views I've seen in a long time. It was go, 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 the whole way. You know, There, like I said, there weren't a lot of, let's do a comedy routine in the back of the stage area because we have five minutes to kill. Let's do 10 minutes of the <laughs> Divas bitching and moaning about they're not having a You know, this was straight wrestling. And that's why right, when yeah. I hear AEW say we're the number one wrestling company, okay.
1: Yeah, I, I, out of, as far as out of a five-star rating, I, I'd give this pay-per-view a four.
0: All right, see, we differ a little. I would give it a five. The is I am a big defender, and it's just there was so much good. It outweighed any bad that there was. The bad is kind of like grasping at straws to pickings. You know what I mean? Because that's what we right. do as wrestling fans. But I will say,
1: I think it was a stellar pay-view from top to bottom. But you have to admit, for me to give it a four, that's leaps and bounds to be on probably what you thought I was going to give it. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Jeff, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm
0: sh- i I. you told me you liked it, and I was expecting you to say maybe a 3.5. I was not four
1: yeah it, it's definitely a four there like you said you know a lot of the a lot of the good outweighed the bad but i i can't just disregard uh, some of the bad stuff just like i mean i mean i'll be i'll be honest i'm gonna be fair across the board no, I agree. with w w e and AEW because i mean if you're fucking up you're fucking up <laughs> i'm gonna call that like i see it Right, exactly exactly exactly
0: so We have spoken about AEW full year, and now it is time for what grinds my gears. (laughs) And I have been searching and scowling the internet since the last few days, looking for something to bitch about, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And the one that I found that really, really pissed me off the most was what I saw recently on Friday. Charlotte Flair came out and delivered a promo questioning who Bailey, who Becky Lynch was, saying that Becky Lynch has changed her character, saying that Becky Lynch left to go have a baby, doesn't care about the wrestling company business. Uh, she doesn't care about the fans. The fans were actually cheering her while she said this, mind you. Mind you, Mm -hmm. the fans boo her any other chance that they get, but they were cheering here. And this dumb bitch had the nerve to say (laughs) that there is nobody in that company besides her that can put on a good match. And all I kept thinking to was the botched finish to WrestleMania with her, Ron Rousey, and Becky Lynch. The, the horrifying match she had with Nia Jax a couple of weeks ago on Raw she actually started having a spat against one another in the ring. And how many times she's actually botched her moonsault and her figure four into the figure eight and, sh- you know I defended her last week, Mark, to you, saying that WWE yes, did. should not lose a star of her caliber. W That she shouldn't be fired or shouldn't be reprimanded. She is such a star. And I, I still agree with that statement. I also agree that she should have at least been fined or maybe suspended for a couple of weeks. Because it's been the Charlotte Flair show for the last five years. And guess what? Wrestling, the women's wrestling side of things has kind of started to turn into a piss break again. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. That Okay, it's him, and I can either fast forward or go get a snack or go to the toilet because it's always her and Becky Lynch.
1: You know? And do you see how quickly that turned around? Like, last week, it was... Yeah! I'm a, I'm okay with them them not, you know, giving her any consequences for yeah. the situation. And now it's this week. That bitch should suspended. <laughs> she spoke, when
0: I heard what she said, and I thought about all of the stupidity that she's done in her career, you know. Here's here's one thing that I haven't I've never talked about on this show, but I have before in, in other shows that we've done on the WrestleNet Radio Network. The only reason Andrade got left out of his contract with no no compete clause and everything let go the way that he was is because Charlotte Flair threatened to with the WWE. Vince McMahon, being the guy that he is, said, you know what, I don't want to lose Charlotte. Okay, I'm out of your freedom. He was AW. Nobody batted an eye, nobody got mad, because they didn't want to lose Charlotte Flair. A month later, Flair said, I want to be released. She has nobody there to back her up anymore. So for her to make claims like... There's nobody on that roster that can compete with her and have a match. Meanwhile, she's always the one that's in the title picture. And she's always the one that behind the scenes bitching and moaning to be in the title picture. It's ridiculous because she's the reason that it is what it is right now, that it is only her and Becky. You look at Becky Lynch and she should be in a feud with Liv Morgan, but they have to have survivor series right now. So she's got a feud with Charlotte first. When Charlotte's done with Becky, there's. No- Nobody coming that come after her title. Tasha's busy with Shotzi, and all the other women in the roster else So technically, there is nobody to fight Charlotte.
1: Yeah. You WWE know, I mean, the the,
0: painted themselves into a corner.
1: And that that's what kind of pisses me off with the whole situation, too. Like for the past before all this shit would live, they've been building Becky and Charlotte, Becky and Charlotte, Becky and Charlotte. And then now it's Okay, Liv, you got a shot, but you got to hold up. Right.
0: Right. (laughs) So, I will say this. Charlotte Flair, kindly get your... Not that you're listening, Uh, but if if you're listening and you just get back somehow... Clean up your act a little bit. Stop being such a a whining baby and just wrestle the way we know you could wrestle and maybe we'll stop booing. Maybe we'll cheer for you the way we did for your dad. Even though Flair put on the same match every night, we were still cheering. Even when he did the same promo, we were still cheering. Why? Because his last name was Flair. You know, and that's it.
1: That's, That's all that grinds my gears this week. Okay, so it's my, is it my turn to do something that grinds my gears? If you have one, it
0: is your turn, sir. The, the floor is yours.
1: Okay, so my quarrel this week with what really grinds my gears is not anything to do with the actual businesses themselves, but the fans. People act like you cannot like okay. AEW and WWE or if you like one you you know you're automatically inclined not to watch the other you can you can watch both of them and just be a fan of wrestling like people need to just realize it's not just AEW or it's just not WWE me and you are great friends Archie, and we we both like different stuff, and we both have different perspectives on everything. Right. And people just need to learn that sometimes that's not a bad thing. Not at all. So, my advice to anybody who who is on a one track mind like that is broaden your horizons. Watch watch some New Japan instead Definitely. of AEW or or whatever, and 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 just see what else is out there. Because there's something for everybody, or or uh, what, I've been all saying all that of... that praise
0: for a year, right? For a year, I've been saying that when we do podcasts, you know, because it, there are certain states in this company, uh, states in this in this in our United States where you actually get indie wrestling on television because there are some indie comp promotions that have a television channel that they become on you know, a public right. access channel or whatever. So if you don't like what's on, on WWE or AEW, watch the indies. Go to an indie right. show. Support the locals. If you don't like them, go watch a NWA. It's on Fight TV or it's on NW, uh, YouTube. There's MLW. There's Impact. There's thousands of wrestling in the world. If you don't like is it, showing you, find a different But don't get right. somebody else because they like one and you
1: don't. You know? Right, and, and that's the thing. the The world would be a lot better place, you know, because it, it's. And I'm not gonna bring politics into this, but it, it's kind of like you know, left wing, right wing, like, oh, I like this, so I, I right. can't associate with this, and and I don't feel like that should be the case. Right. So, I, I say, I love what you love, but don't down somebody else for what they love. Right, exactly, exactly. You
0: know, there are people that are fans of, like, baseball. Uh, I'm a Yankee fan. When someone sees me wearing my Yankee hat, if they're a Red Sox fan, they're going to talk shit to me. But that doesn't mean we're going <laughs> to yell at each other and curse each other out.
1: Well, On the flip side a of i in,
0: in New Jersey. And people see me like Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, you know, people see the Patriots hat on me. They're red because they're Giants fans. It's not But yet wrestling fans, for some reason, over the last couple of years, think that when some, like if you and I were to make a post and it says, we love AEW, we're going to have 20 people telling you, you, stupid idiot, AEW is for marks. The WWE is better. <laughs> and then we're going to have 20 people under them saying, the WWE is a machine and you're a mark and you're the, you know. It doesn't have to right. be that
1: way. Right, it doesn't have to cause so much chaos. So.
0: so, for me and Mark, I agree with Mark 100%. Love what you love. If you love one wrestling company, you're not a fan of the other. No one's forcing you to watch it,
1: you know? Right, and i not, 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 not saying you have to stop watching right. you know, that one. not it. not saying you have to stop watching that one that you love. I mean, just, just go see what's out there. Support, like, like Archie said, support the indies, uh, view some MLW, view some I- NJPW. I mean, there's just so many stuff, you know, different companies like, that's putting out content that you can view that you don't have to. I only watch this and it's because of this. And, you know, uh, no, I mean, there's stuff out there that's, you know, genuinely good content that you would enjoy. You just have to seek it out.
0: Right, right, and if you don't like the new stuff, then turn on Peacock or YouTube and watch old WCW and old WWF. And it's still wrestling, you can still love that, it's fine, right? But and don't and mention anybody forever. who <laughs> likes the newer product if, if you, right? So,
1: I mean, that's the reason that why they're gonna still do streaming that. Yourself.
0: shit. <laughs> Definitely. Mark, do you have, have any parting war with the fans at
1: home? Uh, peace, love, chicken grease. I love all <laughs> <laughs> y'all.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, before we go, I would like to extend a Mega Powers hand to Mark Brew and ask him if he would like to permanently join me on If You Smell What the Arch Is Cooking to be my co-host when he can. Week in and week out. Mark, would you to be a
1: part of the show going forward? Yes, sir, I would. Uh, I was going to say let's leave him on a cliffhanger and see if I come back next week, but we ain't going to do that to you. <laughs> I'll be back <laughs> next week. <laughs> I,
0: I expected Mark to be like thinking, 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 but I, he didn't he it. <laughs>
1: Look, any anytime uh, I got the opportunity uh, to talk will. wrestling with you, Archie, I'm going to do it, brother. Definitely.
0: I will let the fans at home know. Next week, Mark and I will be reviewing Survivor Series because it's another pay-per-view week. Um, but we will. We're still going to watch else that's out there, and that's going to be our quick hits. I want you to come up with three things that stood out on Raw and SmackDown. Not three each, but three things from both shows that stood out. And I'm going to come up with three things for our quick hits that stood out on NXT and AEW and uh, Impact and Dynamite, uh, Dynamite and Rampage. And
1: then we will review Survivor Series as a whole. Sound good? Right. Kind of like noteworthy moments. Gotcha. Right. Exactly. Well, I have my task for the week, so I guess... With that being said, there's only one thing left to do then, isn't there, brother?
0: Yes, it is. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week on If You Say What the Arch is Cooking. Good night, everybody.